Hello world and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where I focus on not living in regret and forming high-functioning habits. I want to inspire you to transform your thoughts for a happier and higher functioning life. We are what we think and we get lost in limiting beliefs. We don't eat well, we don't take charge of our money, manage our commitments, and then wonder why we are stressed, overweight, in pain, and unhappy with our lives. I haven't met anyone that can't change their mind. That's why I always say, see you on the flip side, as I want to journey with you on coming out the other side. Side of what you might ask? Well, that's up to you. Good morning, world. Welcome to the show. Shelly Shearer here, and I'm so glad you could join me on this wonderful day. In my world, it is Wednesday, October 24th. Seven sleeps until I get to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, like a kid in a candy store when it comes to vacation sometimes. Although I don't know why, because bottom line is I'm probably not going to sleep for two weeks. My husband snores. I have no place to escape him on a cruise ship. But oh well, say la vie. It's still exciting to just get out of our routine and, uh, and go play. And someone else is going to feed me for a week. That's really exciting. I'm not going to lie. I'm a cook. And I keep a house. I, you know what? Those are things I was raised with. I'm not ashamed of them. And as far as the food component is, I, I love it. It's actually a way of me showing love for other people. And I enjoy feeding myself. Eating well and eating as healthily as possible is a huge part of, of my lifestyle and my good habits. Absolutely part of my good habits. Um, eating well actually and healthily and doing the best you can for your body to give it what it needs, which is different by the way for everybody. Uh, It can be a little different for one person to the next depending on ailments or issues that you may have or goals that you might have. And uh, it's just, it's important enough actually that I've got a chapter of it in the ebook. I, I truly believe that we've let eating become, I don't even know what it is. We eat products, not food in this day and age. And I think our awareness needs to be brought back in a large way into the fact that uh, you care about what you put into your car, but you're not caring about what you put into your body. And let me tell you, it doesn't like leaded fuel when it's calling for unleaded. So anyways, so that is, uh, that's exciting for me though, is to let go of that. And that's, that's my treat where I get to, you know, dress up for dinner and someone else feeds me because those are things here in this house that I have to do every day. So kind of excited. But today I want to talk about win-win. Do you look for the win-win in your life? And if not, we're going to have a little chat about that because it is a concept that was brought to my attention in my 20s. I was lucky enough to go to a self-improvement sort of self-help group coaching type program years ago that taught the win-win, taught the concept of, you know, dealing with other people, communicating in a manner that allows everyone to walk away with something they want. Win-lose Yes, often in that scenario, someone's walking away more a winner. But I talk a lot about in this podcast about compromise and perfection being something that's a fallacy. So if those are core beliefs of mine, which they are, the win-lose situation is never going to sit well with me because I don't believe in their being a black and white of no win for someone you know, whoever that might be. I don't believe in the 100% lose situation if it can be avoided. I just don't think that's how we as human beings are going to get ahead in this world. Um, I don't believe that's how we're going to improve society 
improve our lot in life, get rid of the evil people in the world, get rid of our evil selfish attitudes. It all starts with approaching life and situations with a win-win mentality. So let me explain how this works. And I'm going to use an example of something that happened to me yesterday because it's a perfect example of this. Now, you might listen to this story and say, well, Shelly, no, you completely didn't negotiate that properly. But the thing about a win-win situation is looking at it from both uh, sides of the equation. It's no different than facilitation uh, of a contract, you know, contract negotiations between, let's say, uh, an employer and a union, something like that. Everybody wants something. The question is, what do you want the most? Now, this was a really interesting concept for me growing up because I wasn't taught the win-win situation growing up. As much as I have, you know, Christian parents and a really kind and wonderful father, my family is, was not, did not operate in the let's do you know, what's best for everybody's situation. My father was a, a little bit of a fixer and he hated conflict. So he always just wanted to turn something around. Um, there was no concept of negotiation, of compromise, of conversation about the situation. It was black or white, his way or the highway, or if he could go in and fix it with either his help, time or money. And in most cases later in life, it was just usually fixing stuff with money. You could just throw money at it and, and fix it then that's how he operated. There is a whole psychological background and reason for that mentality. Uh, my mom, on the other hand, very different psychologically how she looks at the world and it's always black and white win-lose for her. Always, 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 always. Well, you know, you're raised in that environment and then you get out into the world. Now, we all have our own personalities and I was raised, you know, to be kind you know, definitely. As much as my mom may have a win-lose uh, mentality in her head, that doesn't mean she was an unkind person growing up. Like we were still taught manners and we were still taught to be kind and we were still Christians. So we were still taught to behave as Christ would behave <clears throat> most of the time. It's, it's funny how people, their blinders and their perceptions and their knee-jerk reactions can often really miscolor intent. But the goal was still to, to live as Christ lives. But in my early 20s, I was very privileged to go to this course where it taught the win-win situation. Negotiation was something I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say I was good at young. I I wouldn't even, I'm not even sure I would have attempted it as a teenager because like I say, I had a father that was black and white. It was his way or the highway. I, of course, rebelled against that. And by 18, it was a, you know, whole situation of screw you. I will do this on my own. And I got to say that created a, well, a fair bit of rough road ahead of me. I definitely could have had a much easier life if I had of uh, let my father had his own way and I just towed the line. But unfortunately, not a huge part of my personality. The good thing that I'm so very grateful for is that Although I was raised in a black and white environment of my way or the highway, and I was rebelling against that for the sake of rebelling to have my own way, I didn't go through decades of life not learning a better way. You know, I just had to tell my parents and their money and their attitude and their control, screw you, I'm going to live on my own terms. But it really took me a long time to really be clear on what my terms were, what I really wanted. 
you know, there's a, just a little segue. There's a big difference between living your life saying, I'm going to be this type of person and I'm not going to be my mother or my parent or my whatever. Okay. Those are two very, very different statements and you are attracting very different things from the universe with that verbiage. I was, I'm not going to be like them. I wasn't going to be like controlling like my dad and my mom. I didn't want to, you know, be my mother. So what am I doing? I'm really telling the universe I want more of that. What I was so fortunate to learn quite quickly in my mid-20s and then into my late 20s, things really came together after a lot of freaking heartache, was who did I want to be as a person? Because there was lots of good things about my parents' personalities. They're not evil, nasty people. They just have issues like everybody has issues. My mom is, is a lady, and I really appreciate that she raised me, you know, to groom and understand how to use cutlery. And my husband's mom used to say, you may never have to eat with the queen, but if you do, you can. Well, I was raised that way, and I was raised, you know, with her skew of how the world should be. And I appreciate that. And my dad with his business acumen, I was raised to be independent. And even though he was very male chauvinistic, I was still given a fair bit of support and leeway in the attitude of I could do what I wanted with my life. Like I had that ability. So even though he wanted to, they wanted to control and everything relied on me doing it their way to get help. At the same token, I still, from my younger years, received a lot of open-ended support of you know, you're able to do anything. Like there was that belief. But my father, he couldn't not believe that. He has a grade nine education and turned himself into a millionaire by the time he was 40. So he had to have faith in God and in his abilities and in, in, to, in making something more of himself. So I grew up in that entrepreneurial attitude and I'm very grateful for those positive parts. So something that I had to learn to do in my 20s was understand what was good and keep it and what I didn't like about, you know, my upbringing and the people that they were and leave those things behind. Not make decisions based on not being like that, making decisions based on being like this. And part of that is learning the win-win mentality. So I'm in this course, uh, probably about age 27. And this coach is teaching this. this, it was a whole week long thing evenings and then a whole weekend. This was one, a full evening. He went and talked on the win-win situation really quite early in the week, actually. And it really hit home for me. First of all, they talked a lot about how, and I talk about it with all of you a lot, how we see life through our filters, you know, the term rose colored glasses, you know, you can call it anything you like, but the bottom line is we see the world through the perceptions and the colors that we put into the into the filter screen, how we're raised, things we're exposed to, our own thoughts, things that happen around us growing up, things that are still going on in our adult life today. All these things keep contributing to that picture frame that we see the world through. So the, this coach was really getting clear on explaining to us how that works and the ability to sort of remove some of that filter, how to become aware, uh, knowing where these filters are coming from, removing the ones you don't want to see the world through. I definitely have a bit of a Pollyanna rose-colored glasses attitude about my personality because I choose that and I chose to kept keep it. I don't want to see the world through every filter of suspicion. 
It's not who I am as a person and it's not who I choose to be. Does that mean I get taken advantage of sometimes? Yes, I've spoken of this before, it does. But it also kind of ties into the example I'm going to tell you about today. After I sort of understood that a little bit, the second or third night, he spoke very heavily into the win-win situation and how that works, how compromise works, how everyone can walk away from the table with something in just about any situation. I took it very strongly to heart. It really resonated with me as a person. I don't like seeing other people hurt or fail. Um, yeah, there's people you sometimes just look at them and say, you deserve that. Like, that's bad karma. You're just being an ass and, you know, you want to smack some people sometimes. I can't say that I am the strongest personality for seeing through people's idiocy and knowing that they could be better people. That's other people's gift. I can't really say that's my gift. Sometimes I get a little bit black and white judgy on if people behave poorly, then I tend to write them off. I'm not in there looking for their better component or their salvation. I perhaps I should, but it's not my, it's not my strength. I'm going to be very honest about that. But the, the Pollyanna, you know, the trust is there to begin with until you break it. And I like seeing the world through the possibility of possibilities, <laughs> the good kind. And I look at the world through a win-win. I want something. You want something. I need to make a, I need to get a deal. You need to make a living, you know, vice versa. Um, my feelings are hurt, but you need something out of the situation as well. Give and take. It's, it's, it's a huge part of my foundation. And I hope it's, it's part of yours. It really does make for, I believe, a happier life. It makes for a situ, uh, that's the word I'm looking for, a society that isn't always thinking someone's going to stab them in the back. It builds trust. When you walk into a situation with a win-win situation and not a win-win mentality, sorry, and not a annihilation mentality, other people sense that about you. So this is what happened yesterday. I spoke a couple months ago about the fact that I became a tie-in dealer for alkaline, alkalized ionized water. I am a huge proponent of this technology, by the way, because I'm a really big believer in manual modalities of health. In other words, get your cells as clean as you can. That's why I support ionic foot baths. Get your water as clean as you can afford because if you're polluting your body every single day, you know, everything else you do after the fact is just basically after the fact. It's kind of too late. So those are kind of things that I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, you know, get out and walk, exercise, and then the rest of it, eat clean, take supplements. But all of those things aren't going to help if your body is just so clogged up and you are polluting it on a, you know, hourly and daily basis. Really big believer in manual modalities of health and then adding in supplementation and other things after the fact. So anyways, uh, I wanted one of these machines and I did some research, decided I didn't want a Kangen. They're a great company, have a great product, but I didn't want chemicals in my water machine. Uh, their machines do some really great things, but that it just, it was a personal thing and I just wanted electricity and the technology to do the work, whatever it could do for the water. So I researched and found that really the number two company out there next to Kangen is Tiant. And they are US and their machines are made in Korea. These are the things you want, Korea or Japan. And these machines run $5,000, a Canadian or a US, doesn't really matter. They run $5,000 plus per machine and in any of these good companies, that's a lot of money. I believe in the technology I, and so I phoned them up and they have a dealer program. It allowed me to sell the product, 
partially pay for mine, help other people get into the technology and cover some of my costs. Wonderful. Unfortunately, what happened over the next few months is my machine didn't really do what it was supposed to do. After many months of testing and figuring everything out, it actually was my source water. Here in the west coast of this side of the Rockies, we have quite soft water. Well, you have to have some mineralization in water for the electricity to create the alkalinization and the ionization. It's just, it's really not rocket science. It's positive, negative um, polarity on plates, water running over it. Okay, it's just, it's a reaction. It is no different than, uh, here's a good example of nature, of like, um, lightning hitting a, a body of water. Okay, that's basically what these machines are doing. They're lightning in a box. So they create ionization and alkalinity just like nature does on your counter. So now I'm kind of losing faith. And a big thing that's really important to me is customer service. And I'm a little concerned. I've, you know, I've signed this contract. You know, there's $12,000 invested here in these machines in this dealership. Uh, significant amount of money. But I'm not feeling confident in charging people this amount when these machines aren't doing what they, need, they say they're going to do. They are cleaning the water brilliantly. They are creating um, alkalinity. I wasn't getting ionization. We found out that in this part of the world, you need a pre-filter. Fine. Okay, I'm all over that. Then we redid the testing, and sure enough, there was the ionization. Still wasn't spectacular, though, and my water still is such being treated here in my local area that some of the acid settings, I got acid water for disinfecting meats and vegetables and things, but I wasn't getting any differentiation in that asset. Like there's three settings and all my settings were creating the same thing. So again, I'm kind of back to the value added for the price. Am I getting what they advertise type idea? I've been months testing, sending them information. No one was getting back to me. And I finally called them the other day and I get, a, I get in touch with one of the ladies that actually sold me my dealership seven months ago, Michelle. I've just got to tell you, we sat started to negotiate because what I wanted back was the retail amount. I wanted a refund on a unit I had to return. Uh, I wanted to keep my dealership. She went to bat for me. I laid it all out. My issues on value added, the costs, you know, the machine that I had to send back that, that was faulty, which they were completely all over customer service. Normally they have a restocking charge. I sort of had all these points. She had her side of the equation from her business and I could see their side. What makes it fair for me to have a dealership after all of this refund and, and rebates go back through, you know, go round and round when someone else that sells way more machines than I ever have had to pay that fee. That's really not fair. I could see these points from the company standpoint. I had hope, but I could see both sides of the equation. Bottom line, in the end, I got what I wanted. I got the retail amount back on that machine, but I lost my dealership. But in the same token, they also gave me 48 hours to order in anything I wanted for parts, filters, that sort of idea at my dealership costs before they closed my account down. You know, I find that a really huge win-win. It allows me to pay off part of the loan. I still have a brand new unit here to sell that I can sell at a reduced price that I think is more fair for, you know, the, what's the word I'm looking for? For the performance in my area, I just felt $5,000 were too expensive for these machines, but $3,500 I was okay with. All of these things were part of my decision-making process, as well as the fact that I, I got such a good feeling talking with her seven months ago, and I trusted her. And then I started training with the company, and I really, really enjoyed their support. They supported us dealers like nobody's business. And what was bothering me at the end of all this, like last couple of weeks, was 
that I had misjudged a company in a situation so badly. So at this point in my life, although I don't have an affiliate program with Tiant any longer, anyone that ever bought anything from them, I feel so comfortable still recommending them as a company out there. Michelle treated me with 100% respect, found a win-win solution at the bargaining table for both of us that we could both live with, them staying true and being fair to their other dealers, me getting what I wanted and having, you know, there was a compromise, but the compromise wasn't ginormous. All right, I'm taking way too long to tell this story. The reason I'm drawing this out and sort of pointing out all the little itsy bitsy parts of it is so you understand what a win-win looks like. A win-lose situation would have been this for me. I got my full retail back on the one unit. So that was kind of how their dealership program works. You buy a one unit at retail, you get two at wholesale. You have to buy three units up front and you sign a contract. The win for me was I get that retail back. I keep my dealership. But I've purchased three other units from them that I got extra discounts on, either through a sale or through a promotion, or in one particular case, I won it in a contest. So that would have been a win for me. Keep my dealership, get my retail amount, didn't have to give back the discounts that I'd gotten off these other three units. A win for their company would have been not refunding me a dime if I was sending anything back, charging me a full restocking fee on everything, which is like 15%. So I would have been out thousands of dollars and they would have canceled my dealership. Do you see the three salient points on both sides of that on, of the table here? What would have been a win-lose for them or a win-lose for me? No matter what, they would have had bad PR with someone like me who is hugely on social media and would have had nothing nice to say about their company that I probably would have had a sort of a bitter company that wouldn't have been inclined in the future to give me the level of customer service that they have been giving me up until this point. And they really have as a dealer gave me amazing support and customer service. They would have felt we've got this dealer out there. She's just, she's difficult and hard to deal with. And we just don't want to support her anymore. Do you see the difference in the attitudes? Instead, everybody walked away with something and I have this still this great relationship with this company and Michelle wishing me the best of luck, thanking me for my kind words and in turn and probably in a couple of years if I ever decided to go back and be a dealer again, they would probably have no problem with that. So that's sort of the example of the win-win I wanted to explain to you. I just, I just have such a good feeling now about this today. I've been very stressed about it. At the same token, I really was just standing back and envisioning the outcome I wanted. I knew it was very unlikely I was going to get to keep my dealership just for convenience. I just really wanted it just in case. And then there's people out there that they do this full time. For me, it was just really an add on uh, value added for you, my customers to say, Hey, I recommend this. And in my living well with shell business, it was, it was just an, you know, a, a value added service I could offer. On another note though, something that I've really just kind of come to terms this past um, month or so. And I've, I've spoken with it about, with, about this with you all before, about the shiny object syndrome, getting distracted. There's two things I need to be doing in my life. And that is working in my accounting company and ensuring high functioning habits moves forward in either coaching or public speaking, supporting those of you that are in our tribe here that want more for your life and want support. The landing page is, is launched. Um, you don't need the whole string, highfunctioninghabits.com forwards to it. The ebook is now there to download. I please encourage you. It's, it's a, just a short read. 
but it might give you some perspective and some ideas on the first step of how to move forward. If you're looking for, you know, new habits and you're looking for support, then there's a link there as well to the new private Facebook group. There's no cost for any of this. This is just my gift to you, my support to you. I'd like to create a community in supporting people to not have regret in their life, to know what a win-win is, to have better habits and a higher functioning life. Because I truly believe paying that forward and for all of us to quote unquote change our minds is simply going to 100% build a better society for all of us to live in. So if those are my focuses, and that's, they are, I have no, you know, when I'm doing my goal setting, which I, you know, my why, that those are it. Everything else is shiny object syndrome. Does that mean I'm ever going to not want to learn about new alternative health modalities, um, you know, be able to offer people suggestions and, and recommendations? No, that, you know, needing that knowledge and learning is, is just always going to be part of my life. It's who I am fundamentally as a person. But I have two goals in my life right now, and I keep letting everything else sidetrack me. So was tie a good fit for living well with Shell? darn straight it is. But am I prepared to be a full-time water salesman? No, no, I wasn't. (laughs) Not even remotely was I ready for that in my life. So it was a really good lesson on staying focused, knowing my why. And once again, which I'm so glad that, you know, that skill is not lost in my life and it's still a driving force is how to keep creating the win-win in my life, even even when I make mistakes, because this was my mistake. Still the one that signed up and made a choice to be a dealer and and bought another unit for stock. Those were my choices. And all of those decisions cannot be laid at, you know, at the company's doorstep because I've changed my mind. Not fair. All right. So I hope I've um, given you something to think about today. Have a great day, everyone. I've got to get off to yoga because that's one of my high functioning habits. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you again for joining me today and remember to focus on not living in regret. I invite you to subscribe to my show so you don't miss a thing. You can reach me on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at either High Functioning Habits or Living Well with Shell. And I invite you to leave a rating on my show about what you like best or message me with something you'd like me to speak on next. Remember, willpower will only get you so far, then you better have a plan.